0: Coming up next on The Jeff Crilly Show, companies large and small across the country are having the same challenge. There is a leadership crisis in America. We're gonna talk to a nationally known expert next. So it is a classic story that we've been hearing for generations. You have a hotshot salesman or saleswoman and so then you promote them. They become the leader of the whole sales team. Problem is they haven't even read a leadership book. How do you lead a team? Especially these days when sometimes you have a Gen Z um, or uh, you know, a younger leading an older. Uh, How do you get the older person to listen to the younger person? Uh, To talk about that today, Rebecca Wolf. uh, She is a learning and development consultant. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate this today.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it is a crisis across the country, um, especially because, um, you know, the the Gen Zs come into the workplace thinking, "Hey, I want that corner office, and I want to get there as fast as possible." Then you've got this Boomer boss <laughs> saying, <laughs> saying, "Kid, pay your dues." Uh, do you exactly. see this? Do you see this?
1: I do see this a lot, and you know, with the generation gap, who's leading? But it's also been amplified with sometimes we're not doing it in a person. So you might be leading, you know, in a different country, a different state, and you know, creating that virtual connection has been difficult for a lot of individuals to make with their team, to have that um, really sense of value, like I care about you and I'm going to lead you. And it's a connection that organizations do have a challenge reaching with their employees.
0: Okay, I I want people to know more about your qualifications because you have not just one, (laughs) but two masters degree, Mm -hmm. overachiever, uh, graduated from SMU.
1: Yes, I graduated from the Cox School of Business for my MBA. Love the program, they have so much to offer. Uh, That was a wonderful experience and I think part of it Besides the teachers, being a part of it was uh, you know Edwin Cox himself would come in and give us awards. He met with us. He you know, it wasn't just a charity to him. Yes. He firmly believed in the school and the students coming from there.
0: I want to show this picture because I found this on your LinkedIn, and I want you to tell us who are we looking at here?
1: So on the very left is Mr. Cox himself. On you know, then one next to me is my BFF forever and ever, Kristen uh, Mompo, but she's also been my mentor, my coach as well, helping me get through where I wanted to go in my life, giving me that encouragement. And then there's also the dean at the time who was in the picture as well.
0: And this is the Dean Circle Award, explain mm-hmm. what that is.
1: So if the award was given, uh, going again, that extra achiever. They mm-hmm. had extra seminars, they had extra training programs, extra learning opportunities. I don't think I missed one single training that they had. It was something that was important to me. Not just getting the degree, but what other knowledge do I have? What can I then apply to where I wanna go in life? Wow. And it was just an absolutely incredible experience. To and an
0: absolutely one of the finest schools in the country. So congratulations on that. Oh, thank
1: you so much. I yeah. appreciate that. You
0: actually, you also went to another school, <laughs> the Disney school. Yes. Oh <laughs> so my gosh. Let's, let's, go ahead and, let's go ahead and put this. Okay. Tell us about that picture.
1: <laughs> okay. Can I, I think I actually beat Mickey Mouse in the biggest smile. I might've actually <laughs> done that in that picture, but it was through the Cox School of Business and based on your studies, your grades and your wanting, you know, your involvement, you could qualify for the Disney Institute. There actually was, you know, you had to meet with the school to to qualify for it. And I was just so happy to meet with it. Um, It was to teach you about customer service and the importance. And it doesn't matter what your role is in an organization, it's how you treat others around you. Everyone's a new customer, whether it's an external that brings money or an internal and you're helping them out like through HR or through finance.
0: Sure. I want to talk more about that in a minute, Mm -hmm. but uh, here's an overview of the Disney Institute. Welcome to our customer experience summit. We are so excited that you're here. We're on a journey for a couple of days and we're really going to explore the Disney way. Today we're going to talk about some of the ways we've evolved the guest experience. No experience is too small to be excellent. To me, the Disney Summit is getting new ideas and learning best practices from one of the leaders in the world at customer experience and employee engagement. We're learning a lot about leadership, customer experience, and how to take the principles and ideas to our teams back home. Companies are making a choice. They're either choosing to ignore the customer experience or they're doing what you're doing, which is coming to learn about how you get that back to where it needs to be. The greatest opportunity here at the Disney Institute and especially coming here at Disneyland is being able to immerse yourself in the culture and practices that Disney teaches. Do something only you can do. What is it only you can bring to life for your customers, your guests? It takes one person to make a difference. Be that person. It's been a really great mix, I think, of listening and learning, but then going out and watching how it's all done. Experiential storytelling is what we do. It's really connecting with our guests and then using technology in the service of story. They allowed us to experience not just what the content was, but to actually feel it. The time spent and the the money invested here has been extremely valuable. I learned so much that I will definitely be taking back. If you are dealing with people in any way, shape or form, you need to be here. Learning from a brand and a company like Disney, it's best in class. There's nothing better. It's definitely a once in a lifetime experience.
1: I would absolutely recommend the Disney Summit because it will reignite you. It will push you. It will encourage you and it will
0: inspire you. What I love about that, Rebecca, is uh, Disney was a uh, customer experience genius, even down to there's not a piece of litter on Main Street mm-hmm. and employees uh, treat you like a VIP because they're he's literally taking you into a magical kingdom.
1: Right. Yeah. And one of the, the proud moments in the picture that we had, I was holding a little Minnie Mouse doll. And when I came back home, my parents were like, "Why was Minnie, you know, with you?" And they told a wonderful story about customer service. And um, we all know when you're on vacation, you leave. You have to catch that plane. You don't want to miss it. And there was uh, a family that left, and unfortunately, they left their daughter's little doll behind. And of course, you know, they called the hotel. You know, the hotel found it. Now, in some places, a hotel might just send them the the doll back, but instead the um, employee who found it took pictures of that doll with Mickey Mouse throughout the entire park, and they sent a note saying, sorry, you know, she was late home. She was hanging out with Mickey to get some a little extra fun, and they sent the Mickey Mouse doll with her. Wow! And so all the pictures that we have of all the students were all in the picture, and we had the little Minnie Mouse doll with us. And she was like our little spirit of the, the customer service, that client service that anyone can do. Wow. And as they were saying, it's just one smile. Um,
0: that, that is so special. And, and <laughs> it really it, you, was. You said that you were part of a special um, class for, uh, of SMU yes, students. Yes,
1: it was a special class for the SMU. That's how we were able to qualify for the program. Um, and throughout the entire few days that we were there, customer service, what does it mean, the importance of a smile, um, and always supporting your team, the trophy that we got before meeting Mickey Mouse was that morning I got to go and open up Main Street. I was the official greeter to people coming in the park. And it doesn't matter if you were three years old or 93 years old. Everyone had the biggest smile. This was a dream that everyone had. Everyone wanted to come to the park. And just to be able to say, hi, welcome sure. to Disney. You know, can I help you find something? And it was just a beautiful moment.
0: That's really cool. Well, you've, uh, you've learned from the best of the best. Tell me uh, the types of clients that you like to work with.
1: I like to work with clients who understand the importance of training for their employees, the investment that they need to make. It's not just something to talk about, you know, we're going to do training or we're going to, you know, sometimes offer a lot of training classes. Does that training actually apply to what your business goal is? You can, you you know, I always, you know, train people or have them read books or do classes, but it's also... Uh, you know, being able to implement it. A friend of mine, she said it so eloquently. You can read every book on swimming. It doesn't mean you know what to do when you fall out of the boat. Mm. And so it's investing, not just creating those classes, but showing people how to then use that knowledge. Sure. Whether it's a skill or maybe it is also with leadership, talking to your employees.
0: And you've got to uh, make sure that it's uh Entertaining, or else the employees aren't, yes. are not. Yes. So, yes. So, uh, give me an idea of is your when you work with clients, is the learning experience uh, interactive?
1: Yes, I really believe in doing something that's interactive and something that they haven't done before. Um, I have done trainings. One of my favorite little parts was, you know, it was a large, you know, room, and I had a lot of people, so I couldn't really get everyone to do a little exercise. I told them, I'm like, everyone turn off your phone and flip it over. And they're like, okay, fine. And I'm like, read off to me all of your icons and everything and where it's placed on your homepage when you turn on your phone. And people, you know, you have to think about that and stumble and, you know, I explained, you know, we say that we talk to our employees every day. We say that we know our team, we know the individuals and you see them every day. but. How many times do you look at your phone every day and it's it's a struggle for you to be able to identify that? So it's like, how do you make then a stronger connection
0: with your employees? That's really powerful. How does a company know when they need to bring in somebody like you?
1: Um, You know, looking at, you know, working with uh, talent acquisition and HR and also the business goals. um, That's when organizations are like, we need to bring someone in who's gonna do learning and development. Part of what we have is, you know, you wanna sustain a culture of positivity. People wanna stay there. So if they wanna stay there, it's because you're investing for them to stay there. And it brings, you know, more of a team spirit within the organization because people are like, you know what, I can go forward. I can take my career to the next step. You know, I don't have to leave. Um, and that's where learning and development come in. In HR and talent acquisition, it's you know not putting out fires, but it's being proactive. How can we then grow the business? Sure. So it's a
0: partnership and staying ahead of trends. Like right now, the buzzword is AI. Everybody is like <sighs> obsessed with artificial intelligence, and is it going to eliminate my job? Um, it's important for companies to embrace new technology. It's mm-hmm. not like it's going to go away. Yeah. And how can you use it as a tool?
1: Yeah, and that's actually fun with that is looking at the different technologies. AI, again, you know, chat I think is the hot one off of everyone's lips right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to think about, you know, it's, of course, it's going to take, you know, lead ahead. I've been fortunate to work for technology companies um, to really be on that forefront. But your job role will change. The job that you're probably going to be working in a few years, it doesn't even exist now. So how do we embrace the technology that's coming and then apply that to the job that we're looking for
0: um, with different skill sets? Outstanding. Um, Final thoughts, what would you like to leave people with?
1: Oh my goodness. You know, for a final thought in leading, um, it would be, you know, for individuals, you know, for companies really to do that investment. In um, their employees and you know, making it fun. It's always challenging for me when I see you know, a company and they do something, I always call it the CBS or the Charlie Brown syndrome. And people are sitting in a class and all they hear is wah, 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 wah. And it's like, it's buzzing over them. It's not engaging and it doesn't apply to their job. So how do you make it fun? How do you make it connection? And then continuing to look at it and measuring it, was it actually successful? Did it move the the benchmark that we were looking to move the milestones that we're looking for moving? And I think for all companies, it's embracing that learning and development can take from skill development, onboarding to you know your leadership development skills and helping them go to that next level.
0: Outstanding! You've been an amazing guest. Thank we're you. also going to leave with your LinkedIn page. Go ahead and get a hold of Rebecca Wolf on LinkedIn. There you go. Thank oh, you thank so much you. for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so you much bet. for having me. I appreciate it. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.